Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this marvelous Monday by Sean DePaz. You're back from a wedding. Yes, I am. Interesting experience, um, but it was a fun time. We saw Pine Top for the first time. Uh, there was trees and snow on the way up there. First time I've seen snow in Arizona since I moved out here. Really? Like like actual snow, not like I've seen a few flurries, but the first time I saw like a snowbank in Arizona since I've been here. Real quick, so. just just for just for our sake, hot or not weddings? Weddings in general, absolutely hot. I love weddings. They're great. Um, especially if there's alcohol and especially if there's good music. Um, neither of which there really were at this wedding. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But it was still a good time. I was with my girlfriend. I enjoyed it. So. That's always good. Yeah. Well, you weren't the only one that had a good weekend. ASU Sports, kind of across the board. Across the board. Had a pretty board. good weekend. We'll lovely. start with, uh, I want to start with ASU women's basketball before we get into to everything else, because that's probably the biggest news um, right then and there, is they finally got themselves a new head coach. After a couple weeks without someone at the helm, you know, Charlie Turner Thorne retiring after 25 years um, as really the staple and cornerstone of this program in ASU athletics. Um, they poached a coach from Delaware. Yes. Thoughts on Natasha. Oh, man, I don't want to butcher her name. Adair? Adair. That's how I would have thought. So, okay. yeah, Natasha Adair. Um, big fan of the move. For, I mean, it's, it's always going to be hard, and it's like to have someone follow up a coach that's been here for as long as CTT was. Um, but, I mean... Adair is like she's a proven winner. She's proven on a couple of occasions that she can bring programs to like the next step. She took Delaware to their first uh, tournament appearance in a decade, I believe. Um, winning records at at when she coached at Georgetown, winning record when she coached at Delaware, um, consecutive twenty one seasons at Delaware. Um, like she has, and, and all of the all of the everything she's done has been a step up from what the program yeah. was prior to her getting there. Um, so that, that's huge. Um, I know that's kind of what we're looking for out of this women's program is, um, like you just said before the show, Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteens are nice, but how does how do we get that program to the next step to be competing with a program like Arizona that was in the Final Four or the National Championship game last year? Yeah. Um, that's kind of what this program needs, and I feel like this is a great hire to put them in a position to succeed. And with the exception of, of Trisha Ford, Maybe the best hire that that ran. I mean, obviously she's got to prove herself, but yeah. on paper, I mean, then again, just all of Ray's hires on paper have been <laughs> great hires. So hopefully this one goes more the way of Trisha Ford and less the way of Herm. Yeah, I like the ceiling on this hire. Yeah, kind of like you said, it's everywhere she's gone, she's elevated the program a step above what the expectation yeah. might have been. You look at her last two seasons. At Delaware, specifically last season, she was able to get them their first NCAA um, tournament berth in more than a decade. Yep. They went 48-13 and 13 in the last two years combined. Uh, she did have some rough stints um, kind of just across her coaching career. You look at the first few years at Georgetown, wasn't great. That first year in 2014 to 2015, they went 4-27. and 27. Yep. Uh, But after that, and she got them to win NIT, NIT, yeah, like, and this, this is this was before the NCAA tournament expanded. Yeah, so I mean, getting to the, the going to the WNIT meant a lot more than what going to the the men's NIT meant. Um, so like, yeah, and to, and I mean, you see that a lot of times with with athletic programs. I think you'll see something similar with Arizona football. Like, you get a coach in there 
first year, it's not it's not wasn't her program necessarily. Yeah. So they struggled. Once she got a, a full year of recruiting, got a full year with the program under her belt, they took a massive leap. So that's something you love to see out of a coach, clearly capable of of taking what was a struggling program and pushing on to the next step. And this this Arizona Arizona State program last year was good. Like they they were. They had a they, lot. They struggled at the end of the season, but otherwise they, they were, for the most of the season, they were a team that was supposed to get to the tournament. Yeah. Um, and so she has something to work with. Um, and, I mean, a lot of uh, – I know – I believe Tay is transferring um, and obviously Miles Giles and coming back, but Jade's still supposed to be here. Most of this program is supposed to look relatively the same. Um, so she's in a position to succeed. I, I just – like you said, I really like the ceiling and, and what this – the potential for what this hire could bring to the program. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've I've written about it, and I'm in the process of getting um, a piece up there on our website just about what this next season kind of needs to look like, what it's going to look like. Because you you mentioned Taya transferring out of the program. Um, this is this is the time now where ASU they've they've made their hire. So if there are any more transfers, you would expect that they would be coming. Sometime this yeah, week, yeah. if anyone just, you know, maybe, maybe they looked for someone different or they disagree with maybe um, some of the values or views, this would be the time yeah. that you'd expect to see another transfer. Um, if she can keep Jade and Jade doesn't enter the transfer portal, which given Jade's mentality and just how much she said she loved to be a Sun Devil, um, I don't anticipate her, her leaving, yeah. but the... The power that that has being able to keep your best player going into you know her first year, whether it be recruiting, um, just showing the Pac-12 that you know the Sun Devils just because they have a new coach doesn't mean they're going to be taking a step back this year. Yeah, I think they can maintain what Charlie did her last year, her last two years. They weren't great seasons, but I think she ran out of gas a little bit at the end there. If she can maintain even a 500 level for her mm -hmm. first year, I think that's a success. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for the kind of the continuity that having your best player coming from knowing what it was, knowing what CTT's program was like, knowing why she was able to stay there for so long, to have that that continuity kind of carry over to this new coach who's looking to, to continue the torch, right? This is not going to – it's not a situation – like a lot of the other programs here where you have a coach coming in and they kind of need to blow it up and, and start from scratch because yeah. the program was struggling. That's not really the case with the women's basketball team. Um, you had a, you have a, you're taking over for a legend. Um, so you want kind of a continuity, kind of continue building on what CTT had built. Um, and I think having so many, so many players remain, particularly Jade, is going to be really valuable. Yeah, and a last last thing I'll add about Natasha is she's only forty nine. Yeah. Um. So I I feel like she is going to. I think Charlie had a phenomenal relationship with her players, mm. but there is something to be said about how younger coaches yeah. can connect with players. One hundred percent. And I think that is going to be a big part of this program going forward. And if she's able to build that relationship, keep the culture that Charlie had here, I think she could prove to have a long legacy. Um, yeah. in a similar fashion that yeah. Charlie did. But ASU Women's Basketball, not the only program at ASU to have a, a really solid weekend. Softball 
was, I mean, if it weren't for the head coaching hire for the women's basketball team, this show would be dedicated to softball. Yeah, no, it, it yeah, the softball team, first off, pat myself on the back. I predicted an, <laughs> uh, an ASU softball sweep. Of, I think of we all event. did. Didn't we all do that on Friday? We all predicted the softball sweep. I think yeah, I think we did. I was the first one because I was. You were. I, was over I will there give you the first sweeping, and y'all <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon, which I appreciated. Um, but no, it was a absolutely dominant series over yeah. a good Arizona softball program. Like that, that, this is not. This is not a fluke. This is not a joke. Like that. That team. That program is good. ASU is just better. Um, these women played incredible. Two mercy rule um, wins. What was it? A combined twenty-eight to two over the three games. Yeah. Like. Ridiculous and obviously, Marissa Schultz perfect game. Yeah, on Sunday, um, just like a perfect just cherry on top of what was already an amazing series. Um, but yeah, no, that was just it was just an absolutely incredible, incredible. Oh, what do we got? You gonna, is this the right one? I believe so. That's my reaction to to ASU softball. Yeah, this no, one hundred percent. Because like like I said, I predicted a sweep, but geez, I did not expect them to be this dominant. Like, no, this is unbelievable. And again, props to Trisha Ford because this is what she does. Um, although this is her first series win over Arizona since she's become coach at Arizona or at ASU. So um, major props to her, major props to this entire program. That, it was just a truly incredible, incredible th- stretch of three games. This is what happens when you have pitching and bats to back it up. Exactly. Dominant victory. Exactly. I was just going to say that. This is what happens. You have the bats. You've got great pitching. You've got great coaching. Like, this is peak softball. This is peak athletics. Yeah. When everything is clicking across the board, you've got a matchup against your rival in Tucson at their house. Yep. And you kick their ass three days in a row. Yeah. You know how demoralizing that is? That's what I was just is? about to say. Arizona, because they were probably feeling good. Like, they, I know they weren't, they weren't. Like I don't believe they were like on fire by any means, but they they're a, a good program. Yeah. And when you have not not I mean when you have a team come in and do this in general, but when you have your rival from ASU coming in there and just destroying you, that has to be crushing. And that that's that's can change a season. That can change yeah. the outlook of your season, especially in a in a sport like softball, where just like baseball, it's very it's all about streaks. It's about who's hot teams. Ebb and flow. That's very high, very low. Um, when you have something this demoralizing, it could completely alter the 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 out the trajectory of your season. Yeah. Which honestly, I hope it does because <laughs> forks up and whatever. That's the way it is, yeah, baby. You know, I don't. I don't have. I still hate the fact that their catchphrase is "bear down" because you can't be like horns down. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Definitely to, not bear up. Bear up. Bear up sounds somehow even dumber. Hunting than bear season. Down. I like that. I do like that because you can hunt both wildcats and bears. Oh, well, yeah, hundred percent. And they're like they're big animals. I that might have to be a thing. Like you bring them down, baby. Hunting season. Is baby. that is that is that a shirt? In I, the, was ju- in the I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Oh, we, I, baby, I might have, we, we, we might have, have just cooked something up. You know what I love even more about uh, the ass kicking that they provided? What's that? Is that after that, now they've got like a solid week and a half where they can just chill. Where they can recover, they can get back on track. They can, you know, it's an emo. It, that was an emotional weekend. Obviously, it wasn't clearly it wasn't competitive, but yeah. it's an emotional weekend. You, yeah. I think this is a perfect time for them to take this next week. You know, just go back to the basics in practice and level out a little bit. Come back down to earth without having to play um, for a couple days. Get healthy, 
and then just go into the back half of the season and just keep doing what you've been doing, right? They've mm-hmm. got Oregon, then Utah, then Stanford, Cal, UCLA, and Washington. They have the ability to win. <laughs> Love my Slack <laughs> notification going on. They have the ability to, like, I don't see them. I can't find a series here where they're going to lose. No, um, they, they're very good. I mean, Oregon is a, is a really, really good program, so it's going to be another challenge for them. Um, but this this ASU team is on a roll. 14 in uh, a row. 14 in a row, yeah. And, and like you said, they get a, a good, decent amount of time off. Their next game is April 8th, I believe, up in Eugene. But that's another good thing. Like They, they get a little time to come back to Tempe, kind of, like you said, reset. Because, I mean, as, mu- as great as that series was, the last thing you want is for them to be on this emotional high and, and go straight from that, and then something goes wrong against Oregon, and then it kind of just throws everything. To kind of have them come back to Tempe, come back down to earth, get back to business, and then go, to, uh, go up against a really, like I said, really good Oregon program in Eugene. Um, I, I think they're, they are set up to, for success and set up to continue being really good, but they they do have a number of cha- a couple challenges left in the season. But like I said, I I feel like at this point they've proven that the start that they've had is not a fluke. Like they they've can, they have had a full put together a complete series, especially this series over Arizona. Um, this is a team. This is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they they can continue this. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I might say something a little crazy, considering the fact that they do have to play a couple. Um, top 10 programs in Oregon. I mean, Washington's up there, but like UCLA is is, is third in the country um, the last time of the last rankings. Um, they might not lose another series this, this season. I, I don't think they will. Like they play in, they, I get that these other teams are good, right? But there's something to be said about just how hot this team is. Winners of 14 in a row, they just dominated their in-state rival. They get a week and a half off. Then they're going to go to Oregon. I get Oregon's a good school, but like I'm not worried because ASU hasn't lost a road game all season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they haven't lost to a Pac-12 team all season. Yeah, no. I mean, but like I said, I mean they 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 are, they're not going to be easy, even with as good as this team is playing. They are playing three of the top 15 programs in the country. Yeah. Over the course of the, of the rest of the season, so. Um, but. That's that's how like. Those are that's what you're gonna have to do. Like they have to beat those teams. Yeah. It's, once they get to the postseason, like it's not like they're gonna be playing any team, any easier teams. Yeah. Um. So I think they're in a position to succeed, but it by no means is gonna be. They, they can't take their foot off the gas, or else they will. They will lose a lot of these series. So, um, it's 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 definitely exciting. If there's a, if there's a program to be excited about right now, that's still in season. It, it is ASU softball. Yeah, a hundred percent. They are easily my favorite ASU team. Um, to watch right now just because it is they're clicking like we said they're clicking on all cylinders and it's just fun to watch like dominance yeah. <laughs> like on the side of ASU yeah it's, it's crazy because all of these programs we talk about it's all like the potential and the hope <laughs> and if they put it together what will happen this is what will happen this is yeah. what this is what we want to see out of every other program softball is doing yeah. right now oh yeah they're kicking ass and taking names and it's not even it's like it's not even like oh like is it a fluke? Is it close? They are destroying yeah. people. They're destroyed Arizona. Mercy them twice. They keep on mercying teams. It, they're an electric factory. Yeah, this is a team that you don't want to to miss out on going to see. Like yeah. their next time that they're back in Tempe, I would strongly, strongly recommend you go out there, catch a game, catch a series, 
uh, because odds are you're going to get to see ASU yeah. absolutely dominate yeah. some teams. April 14th, 15th, and 16th, they are at home against Utah. Um, so, yeah, so those are those are games. Talk about the, the hard teams they're going to have to play. Utah is not Oregon, UCLA, <laughs> Washington. Um, so that, that you might see some some receivings. And honestly, yeah, exactly. You don't think you have a lot of time? Go to an ASU softball game because it'll <laughs> probably be over in the fifth inning because they just kick ass. Oh my goodness, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they do. But like we said, their next game. Um, isn't for about another week and a half before they take on Oregon. And before we get on to another ASU team that had a good weekend, want to tell everybody about the offer going on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app where you can turn a team's victory into your own big win. Right now we're, what, we got the Final Four? Yep. We got Kansas, Villanova, UNC, in Duke, and if you're a new customer, you can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets. If they do, it's that simple. If they win, you win on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you're not a new customer and you're a degenerate like Sean and I, guess what? You can still bet on college hoops with some same game parlays, and it doesn't stop there. Um, the NBA, there's still a couple weeks left in that regular season. I know I made some money last night on the Suns. They they made me sweat a little bit when they were down twelve, but you gotta have you gotta have faith in book. All the Suns do is is they get down in like the third quarter, and then you live bet them because they will come back and they will win because they're the best team in the NBA. I so yesterday I didn't I didn't bet on the Kansas game because I did I didn't I don't know the the five and a half spread was Kansas a little icky for me win. a little icky for me, but. I had a very, very strong feeling that UNC was going to kick oh, yeah. the shit out I, of the I knew Peter's. that was coming. I, I made a good It was a good money. weekend. I, I, made it, I, I really would have liked Miami. I, I, you know, I talked a lot of shit about ACC basketball, and then for some reason I just was like, you know what? They've proven me wrong. In ACC, tr- we trust. And I parlayed all three ACC teams to cover the spread, and then Miami got their ass kicked. Um, but... I did a bunch of other parlays with Duke and UNC. As I mentioned, the fix is in. It was inevitable that UNC and Duke were going to meet for the first time ever in Coach K's last year. Yeah. Um, so that was easy money. There was no way St. Peter's um, was going to win that game. Yeah, I have I have some bets on the, the Coyotes game tonight. But otherwise, I have made like over $300 on this tournament. So it's a nice little, you know, I, I've been making a killing on DraftKings. I've been taking, as, as Shane would say, taking their coins. <laughs> and that's the best part of DraftKings yeah. is – you can take their coins, and guess what? They're going to still give you some great offers like the one we just mentioned. Yep. Again, all you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PHNX and bet just $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21-plus Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. A minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook. For details, I saw a stat that said that um, every time that Kansas and Villanova have met in the tournament, the winner of that game has won the national championship. I think it's really? happened three or four times, and obviously they're playing in the Final Four. So with that promo, you know, make your bets, whatever. But after that game, take after or, or wait until after that game. Take your promo, put it on the uh, bet on the winner of Kansas Villanova, guaranteed win according to history. So we've got a bad we've got a bad beat for for Shane oh for boy. Shane Diefenbach right now. Okay, I don't know if you saw the tweet that just came across, but we've got breaking news 
oh, out boy. of the Natasha Adair press conference. Oh boy. She confirms that Jane from Tarzan is not a Disney princess. Oh, let's go. I love her already. She said that Nala from Lion King is a Disney yes. princess. And uh, that's just a bad beat for Shane. I w- is that I I'm going to be so excited. I I mean, it has to be one of our interns that asked that question. Yeah, no. For, first off, kick-ass interview from our our interns <laughs> asking that, que- that that question. Uh we have to I mean, we have to get her on the show now. Yeah, we're going to um, 100% but, get her on the but show. That is a a brutal brutal um turn of events for Shane. He's not even here to defend himself. Oh my goodness, that is my favorite thing. My favorite thing even more so is that Ray Anderson and Michael Crow are in attendance for this press conference. So I really hope I, I imagine that was in the yeah, one-on-one her. section. Um, I imagine that was like the one-on-one yeah. interview. But if it Could was, you imagine Ray being like, "What's going on? <laughs> is Jane from Tarzan a princess?" Something tells me that Herm thinks Jane is. Something tells me that if you asked him that question, he would tell you about his time in the Jets somehow, yeah, yeah, and he and would, would, wouldn't answer the question. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's fair. <laughs> like, he would correlate Tarzan to one of his, like, Chad Pennington or something, and, like, it would just get off topic really yeah, fast. Yeah, I was like, is Jane a princess? I, I don't know, but you know you know who's who's a real king of the jungle out there? <laughs> oh, the my animal. God. I, back in my days with the Jets, I had uh, Chad Pennington, you know, <laughs> get rid <laughs> Oh, my God. That is exactly how that would go, honestly. I, we, I think we need to ask Willie Bloomquist that question next yes just ask all asu coaches is jane a princess yeah i i like that actually that should be a, 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 a our staple forever, question forever a forever fun question oh my goodness well something that willie bloomquist did talk a lot about this weekend was asu baseball getting back on track baby because they won the series over washington two to one they won on friday 12-5 they won on Saturday, five to three, and then almost pulled off the comeback yesterday. Went to extras. They did end up losing to the Huskies, four to six. Uh, but what'd you like out of this performance this weekend from ASU, Sean? They won. Like um, <laughs> they won a series. They got it done again. Pat myself on the back. I predicted them to go two and two over those that that series and the one game with GCU, and that's precisely what they did. Got a little got a little nervous for my my sake after that um, with that extra inning game. But um, no, the Friday game I think made me made me feel really good. Like um, I, I was here working the Coyotes game, so I didn't get to watch the game, but I was I was keeping track of the box score, and it was it was a dominant dominant victory. Um, they start and they started off the weekend really strong and that's exactly what i wanted to see tobias went crazy i think he had like five rbis or something like that let me get the exact number but um yeah five rbis in that game um no one else on that team had more than one so jacob tobias put the game on his back as the dh or put the team on his back um and and then the pitching showed up and that's exactly what you needed to see um so it made me feel really good to see them kind of start the series on such a strong note um, and it clearly carried throughout the rest of the weekend. Obviously, that last game didn't um, did not go the Sun Devils' way, but it, it was a, a comeback, and that that was even that to show that they kind of had that fight, especially with some how some of the season has gone gone to have that fight and and fight back. And again, they did fall in, in extras, but um, not surprising when you look at how this team is made up. The games that go deep, it's not surprising to see their bullpen kind of fall through near the end. But yeah. Regardless, I'm not going to get too negative about this series. They 
did what they needed to do. They won the series, had two really strong performances. I mean, really, they had three really strong performances. Like, they, they had a really strong comeback, and they only held Washington to four runs um, up until the 11th inning. So, like, it, it was a strong series all around, and that's what I really needed to see out of this team is to show that they were not going to be too rattled by how things have gone so far, weren't rattled by that GSU loss, came in and did the job, and it was... Very good. Back on track. Yeah, back on track is exactly what they needed. Um, and the bats were swinging, man. Yeah. Like you, you, ASU's best two hitters, Ethan Long and Connor Davis, both had really solid weekends. You look at just that first game against Washington. Um, they combined for six total runs, six of ASU's 12 runs. They had five hits, eight at-bats apiece. Um, they both were walked once. Like, if those guys are playing to their potential and playing to what they're capable of— this team is in every game mm-hmm. because those guys hit just as well as anybody in this conference, in my personal opinion. Now, if they can get some pitching behind that, like we've talked about, this is what happens. They're able to win games, right? They're able to win these big series that they need to just jumpstart something. Yeah. That's what this series was. We talked about it. This this series already for ASU is not going to be like, oh, my God, you know, we need this for our record. We need this for seeding. We need this for whatever. This is... Let's jumpstart something. Yeah. Let's get a win streak going. And like they got that. They got the they got that series against Washington. Now UNLV, right? That's what I want to see from this team next. Is okay, you got the you got the series. Now try and do what ASU Build softball does, yeah. where they go for let's win eight in a row. Yep. Let's win nine in a row. Let's win fourteen in a row. Let's be undefeated on the road. Yeah. Like if you are able to just build those little victories, right? By the end of the season, everyone's like, "Holy shit! Like this, this is a team." Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't start. You hear, I mean, it's coach speak, but it's the reality of sports. Is you can't just have this big goal and then just go, you know, the whole season trying to shoot for that goal. It's you got to get to this point, and then this point, and yeah. then this point. And by the time it's all done, it's it's a wildly successful season. I think ASU right now is is past the point of having a quote-unquote wildly successful yeah, season, yeah. but I think they can definitely turn this into a bright spot looking forward yeah. because it is Bloomquist's first, first year. Exactly, exactly what I was thinking. It's like, you know, it was a slow start, but I mean, that can kind of be expected when you have a new coach. It, mm-hmm. It's it's Everything's kind of new, um, and to see them... It's, I mean, it's really it's the parallels to, to ASU basket, men's basketball this year. Slow start. You want to see them turn it around and show that they're not not giving up on the season. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it. You got those hitters, and then when you get a guy like Jacob Tobias, six RBIs over the weekend. Uh, when you have kind of someone there to to add to the, like those dominant hitters, you have just another piece that's that's gonna feed the bats, um, feed the offense. It's that's a winning that that is a winning formula. I mean, we were talking about how they were having a losing formula last last week. You know, you don't have any. You have one that showing up, and you have the starter, and then you have no one in the bullpen to to back up mm-hmm. the starting performance. That is a losing formula. What they did this weekend is a winning formula. They had that. They had people supporting outside of outside of just long. They had people kind of backing up uh, the bats, and the pitching showed up for the most part. That is how you win games, and that's exactly what they did. So it, it is nice to see that they're capable of doing this over over a series. Yeah, and they've got a a one game um, series, if you want to call it, against UNLV in Las Vegas tomorrow um, before being back in Tempe 
um, for for four straight games at home, three against Cal, one against U of A. I think tomorrow's game is a, I I hate using this term, but I think it's a must win. I know they they just went two and two in this four game stretch. They got that series win, but it's like we've just talked about like string it together. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna call it a must win. It's definitely a should win though. Like when you come off a series that's that good, like it is a it is a must win in the in the sense that like. You gotta win this game. Like, like you, you, you can't take a step back after. So such it's a, a must strong... win. Yeah, I mean, I, not a must win in terms of like. I think in like the conventional use of the term, like for like, a record, like you need to win this game or your season is a bust type thing. But like, it's a game like you, you got, you gotta, you gotta win. You gotta build off of what you were doing. You gotta build off the tournament or off that series. You can't take a step back. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, it's, and it's a game they should win. Um, so I. Yeah, I would definitely like to see them win that game. Are you willing to make a prediction? You got UNLV, and then you got this weekend against Cal. You got a, 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 a two and two, one and three. Yeah, I'm gonna go two and two. I'm gonna I, go three and one. You're gonna go three and one. Yeah. Where do you think they lose? I think they lose one game to Cal, um, but I think they can win two on Cal. Um, it's 90s, 80s, and 70s night or day, or well, 90s night, 80s night, 70s day. Well, let's hope like this um, team is gonna play like. <laughs> like they did in, yeah, which in decade that time were they worst in? Like, <laughs> um, but no, I, I think they should win UNLV. They win two against um, Cal, and then they drop one. Um, because as good as they were, I'm not confident enough in this team to say that they're going to sweep a series. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say they lose on 80s night. Take a little dip in the middle. But okay. 90s and 70s, they will... Friday and Saturday. I'll go there too. Then I say they, I say they win the UNLV game and they win on '90s night because the '90s, the '90s are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then I think they drop back-to-back games in the series against Cal. Um, on Saturday, '80s night, and then Sunday, '70s night. So you're going two and two. I'm gonna go two and two. Uh, I think that's that's by no means a surprise if that would happen. No, and I think that's again kind of what you stated is I've yet to see this team, um, prove that they're capable of winning. Uh, multiple series in a row. Um, so as soon as they do that, then maybe I'll have a little bit more confidence to say that they they win back-to-back series. But for now, I'm going to stick with the 2-2. Two and two. Um, But moving to another team that deserves some flowers and a little bit rec- a little bit of recognition, I know you came in hot today talking about how you wanted to talk about ASU swimming. So I'm going to let you just go on a little rant here um, about that. Turn me all the way the <laughs> fuck up. Um they they balled out in the the NCAA champions specifically Leon Marchand, the Frenchman. What a what a fucking grade A name by the way, Leon Leon Marchand. That's French AF. Um, I love it. But um, he he balled out just a freshman. Um, he won two national titles in the two hundred breast and the two hundred individual medley. Um, I believe he set the NCAA record in the individual medley. Set the second fastest time. Uh, second fastest time in NCAA history in the 200 breast, um, which is was the fastest in ASU history. Um, one freshman of the year. Um, it was just a dominant, a dominant performance from from the young gun. Um, and it was um, Bob Bowman won Coach of the Year. Um, this was the best. They, I think ASU finished sixth overall in the tournament. Um, the best finish they've had since. Um, Bowman took control of the program, so it's another another like you said, great weekend for um, ASU sports. But ASU swimming, Leon Marchand in particular, um, really, really just 
they performed like it, we talk a lot about these 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 so and like the the revenue sports but these olympic sports triathlon wrestling swimming the programs at asu are really really good um and so it's it, it's just had to give swimming their flowers specifically leon marchand love saying that kid's name <laughs> um and he's just a freshman yeah just a crazy. freshman um so they're freak athletes man yeah it, it's a Sign of good things to come for ASU Swim and Dive. Um, also, some more lovely news that we've gotten from from the press conference is so our intern had Natasha rank our style. Oh boy! Had the three of us our styles ranked. Now we've got the clip. We will post that to social. But the ranking as follows from the photo from our Charlie interview is coming in at third place with the worst style out of the three of us. Is Shane okay? I mean, Shane was hurt. Let's. Are we gonna be? Are we surprised? Here? Shane immediately <laughs> tried to to void the the answer given the outfit that he wore that day. Oh, boo! Second on the list. Excuses are the nails in the house of failure. Shane. Oh wow! What a sentence. <laughs> Second on the on Natasha's style ranking is Sean. Yeah, I mean, when you look at my outfit again, um, not great. I mean, it, I think when I liked it though. I, I, I mean, like the black all the way through. Yeah, I'm I'm just wearing black on black, and I'm wearing, showing a lot of shin here. Um, so yeah, maybe it was the shin. She's not a big shin guy. I am surprised that she she chose you one overall, though. Uh, that's unlucky, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, like I said, we're going to have to get her on the show at some and point. And we will all have to wear suits, at, and, I think. <laughs> uh, not suits, but I'm I'm going I'm I'm to show up fitted up, and we're going to see if she if she still um, if she still has her, her rankings. If her rankings stay consistent, that's what I'm going to say. I, I will ensure that they stay consistent. I guarantee you. You're making a guarantee I, right now. I will guarantee that if we have her on the show at some point. We will. I will come out on top in her next rankings. Okay. okay. Um, Got to give me an opportunity here. That was that was by no means my, my best outfit. Um, but still a little shocked. I'm here for the Honestly, when you look at this picture... I, I'll give Shane his flowers. I love. I think Shane is the best dressed in this particular picture. Um, and again, not a great picture. Go back and watch the Charlie Turner Thorne interview if you want to see. That was a what, great interview. What, it was. It was a great interview. If you want to see the outfits we were wearing, Shane has like this nice tie dye hoodie. Got the backwards hat. I like his outfit. It just wasn't her style. Yeah, I guess so. We'll, but we'll see. I'm pretty. We talk I feel like it. my style is very conventional. Like if it, like. You yeah, can't, it's. I mean, it's not gonna take you to the fucking moon. But. That's why. That's what. That's why I thought you were gonna be second, right? Like, I feel like it's your is just. I could see why you would put me first. I could see why we might. Actually, no, I can't really. See why you put <laughs> first. Well, but you weren't. You weren't. You were second. But yeah, and that's good. Yeah, I'll, I. I will take it considering the outfit I was wearing. You're the, the first loser again. Terrible for an audio episode because people have no idea what what, what we're looking like. But again, <laughs> go back, go to our YouTube, watch the truly, truly. Charlie, Charlie, wow, you have Charlie Turner <laughs> Thorn interview. It was great. You'll see our fits. Um, didn't we had CTT rank us? Didn't uh, she refused to rank us? She refused to rank us. Yeah, that is right. That is right. But she, we knew we yeah. knew who she thought was the best. I mean, if she's anything like Natasha, then it was me. No, but she's she's not like Natasha. She's her own woman, and she liked me the best. We well, all know it. If you want to be well fitted, you know what you can do. You can go to gophnx.com today and you can become a member of the family. And when you do so, you're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. And now if you are a member, you've got 20% off sun shirts for members 
Um, it looks like we're back to the deal of the millennia. I was going to say, are we back to I it? think we're back to the deal of the millennia, but I think it has to do with the fact that there is a badass new Suns t-shirt. Oh, the yes. The MVP shirt. The MVP. Yeah, I love that MVP. it's black, too. I, ooh. I, I'm already triggered because I'm thinking about the way that Devin Booker is being uh, treated. He's being disrespected. By the NBA media. Yeah, he's being downright disrespected. The I forget what team. The, the, I think it was the Timberwolves showed Amir Coffey's picture when they introduced Devin Booker. Put some respect on the MVP. The best player on the best team in basketball. He should be the MVP. But I can go on and on about that. But if you believe what I believe and what Totri believes and what we all, I think, believe here at PHNX... Go get yourself a Devin Booker for MVP t-shirt. Oh, 100%. Again, when you sign up to become a member at gophnx.com, you are going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Not to mention all the great content that we have going on on our website and on social. So definitely the place to be. Sean, the last topic that I want to get into today is what took the world by storm. Yeah. Can I just say that I was asleep when it happened? I, I was, was too. I was a nap, And I woke up and Twitter was on fire. I had like a hundred texts. It was it was quite um, quite the spectacle. Let's just say that. I'm to say the say. least. Like you wake up. I've, I didn't ever think it was fake. But like when you first read a tweet. When I, you re- I feel like we're bearing the lead. We didn't even mention. Of okay, course so we're talking if, about. Yes. We're talking about. Will Smith slapping the absolute shit out of Chris Rock on national television <laughs> at, at the Oscars. Um, and, like, I, you just hop on Twitter and you see, like, no way that happened. Or, oh, my God, Will Smith did this. Like, And you're like, what? And you look up the video. He got rocked. Listen, can I – I put this on Twitter. I think it was fake. I think it was staged. I just want to come out and say that I think it was staged. And I understand – like. Let me hear your your explanation as okay. to why. We're talking about two terrific actors, and we're, we're, we're talking about a man who literally, moments later, accepted an Oscar for Best Actor. Like, and, <laughs> and we're acting like, oh, he, he can't put on a convincing performance on national TV? Like, come on. First off, and out of all of the stuff that has been said about this man, and I get that you know maybe he was just fed up and something, you just felt like he had to do something in that moment, but of all the stuff and all the stuff that's been said and done to this man, looking at you, August Alsina, you're just going to take it on Chris Rock. And again, I again, I tweeted this. I tweeted this. I think people are out here being all, all, all up in arms about, oh, we shouldn't condone violence. Maybe we shouldn't condone a man talking about a woman or, or, or someone's personal, uh, someone's family and their personal life. But, hey, neither here nor there. Um, I mean, it's kind of here. but um, <laughs> It's I, quite literally here on the show. I, I think it was fake if it's not. But if it's not, or regardless, I am pro Will Smith here. I'm of the opinion, and I understand maybe we shouldn't condone violence. It's a, it was kind of a display of toxic masculinity. But when I look at this from Chris Rock's perspective, some people just need to get smacked in the fucking mouth when they talk I shit. I agree. I more. agree. I agree. People, I think people just feel like they can say whatever they want. And you know, sure, you can't say whatever you want. Freedom of speech. But you should also you also got to be prepared to deal with the consequences. And if you're going to talk shit about a man and his wife right in front of their face. Don't be surprised when he wants to smack you in the mouth. <laughs> exactly. It, that's exactly. And I saw the takes and I get the toxic masculinity. That's just different, man. Like you, I, I, I figure you were raised in a similar way that I was raised is like, you know, 
you never want to be the one to throw the first punch. But if someone is going to disrespect you and your family, not even behind your back, but like, like in your face, not and not just in front of your face, in front on of national TV, in, in front of all your peers, and all your peers, and then in front of the world on yeah. national TV. Oh, hundred percent. You smack the fuck out of him. Like, and and I, I again, I understand that like maybe you should have done it afterwards. No, you can't because you can't be made look. No, look you like gotta a make. Fool you gotta make. National TV. He made a statement, and I, I get the side of he shouldn't have smacked him because it, he does look. Yes, he smacked him in the face, but he let his emotions get the best of him. Yeah, he looks weak in that moment by it's, getting it's up there and doing that. Definitely not a great look for Will Smith. It's not a great look for anybody. But nobody there looks good. Putting Will Smith, who it was, and the setting aside, talk shit, get hit. <laughs> you know who looks the best in that moment? Denzel Washington with I, the quote of the night. Wait, I didn't. I listened to it. You didn't see the no. quote. Of, okay, so they go to commercial break, right? And there's a video of Denzel Washington consoling Will and Jada um, and a few other really prominent actors um, there. And Will, in his acceptance speech, talks about what Denzel said to him a couple minutes ago. And I'm I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but it goes something along the lines of Denzel telling Will, be careful when you're at your highest point, that's when the devil comes to get you. Ooh. And so, and they cut to Denzel, and like it was this big thing, and Will's crying. It was, it was, it was great. Like Denzel, like definitely left everybody with a little bit of a quote there. This is my thought as to why it's not fake. So, and I'm in my the way my mind works is production, right? The whole production of the Oscars, the Grammys, etc. You are not allowed to cuss on national television the way that they did, right? So, if this was a staged thing, and Will Smith was you know, supposed to smack Chris, I get it. But they would have done without the cussing because you can see when they, when both Chris says, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And then when they cut back to Will and Will's on camera saying, leave my wife's name out your fucking mouth on multiple occasions, that's when back in the production booth, they dumped the audio. Okay. Because there's a, you know, the the delay from TV to live. So there was a 10 second delay. That's why the audio went out is because they dumped the audio um, on multiple occasions. Okay. If it was staged, I can't imagine they would want to dump the audio on any of that. So they would have just, you know, if it was staged, they would have done without that part. All right. I'm going full tin hat. Uh, A, I don't full tin hat. Like, Conspiracy theories, yeah. I don't think everyone was necessarily involved, right? So, like, so I feel like maybe a few people. This could have just been a Chris and Will Smith thing that was staged. A, B. But like, why? Because they both look horrible now because of that. If it was staged by them, why would they but, stage uh, it? But even if it's not, well, because Will Smith wants some respect. Like, he looks horrible, but also. Well, then go slap the fuck out of August Alcina. I mean, yes, I agree, but you know, it's the setting, whatever. Um, like. I just don't like. I don't know. Like I don't know. It just doesn't. It felt so like weird. Like it doesn't seem. First off, when you look at it, he full arm extended, just like a anime. It does look weird. It does look weird. Open hand slaps (laughs) Chris Rock in the face. Like, and Chris Rock just. But like again, they're both actors, and they're especially even if it is fake, they're probably in the moment them swearing, whatever. But also, I just. Somebody said shout out to Chris Rock for not rubbing his face because that would have hurt. Yeah, which is another reason I don't like I don't know. The reaction is just all plus like you you talk about the production thing. 
A, that happens. You're telling, but they, it, so he gets slapped and then they cut to a shot, like a, a further away shot, but st straight, like state center stage, looking at Chris Rock and Will Smith walking off the stage. You're telling me that if that wasn't, like, if that was just completely random and you just saw what, like, I people are dramatic about it, but at the end of the day, textbook, like, you just saw Will Smith assault Chris Rock on the stage. You're just going to, you're not going to cut away to somebody else? No, like, because at the end of the day, is it, it is entertainment television. Like the Oscars and the Grammys is but all entertainment again, television. exactly. It's entertainment, so that's why I think it's it's safe. And B, they're like, oh, oh, we don't condone violence. You don't condone violence, but the Oscars knew damn well that Will Smith was about to accept an award for Best Actor, and they're just gonna let him back up on the stage with no like change, nothing, as if knowing full well that something else could happen, and yeah. you don't know what he's gonna say, the emotional state he's in, and you're just gonna let him back up on stage and accept his award. I mean, at the end of the day, they can say, I don't think it was staged, but I don't think the Oscars, I think the Oscars knew the, the magnitude. Okay. I mean, it. I could see that like, you, cause like I could see the whole, like, we don't condone violence thing being performative and being like, they didn't know it. Yeah. But like you have to it. say that. Like I, it's not, they're not going to ever come out and say, oh, we condone Chris Rock getting, you know, slapped and, you know, assaulted on yeah, television. Yeah, yeah. But they're also not going to be like, mm, we're just going to dump that because can you imagine the shit show of the ratings? Like their ratings probably skyrocketed. All their clips, all the engagement that they're getting because of this. Yeah, but do you? Th but like, I could see a situation in which, like, if you have Jada go up there and have to accept the award for him, or someone accept the award for him. I think that would look worse. Uh, but I mean, I think if Jada's up there giving her speech on behalf of Will, that is better than Will's speech. Because I don't really care about Will's speech, him crying, being like, "Oh, my family." Yeah, but you don't want to hear from Jada. Why? It doesn't make any sense why Jada would go up there. Well, if Will Smith gets kicked out of the Oscars, I'm saying, and Jada has to go up there and accept I would the be shocked if Will got kicked out that Jada would stay. That's a, that's a good point. Because Jada had openly protested before not yeah. going because Will wasn't nominated for something. And we're totally glossing over the fact that it's one thing to disrespect somebody. It's another thing to poke fun at somebody that has... Um, a condition yeah, yeah. like Jada no, does. Uh, also true. Like, that's another thing you're not going to... Like, again, if it was a publicity stunt and it's staged, I feel like there are a bunch of different ways that you could attack somebody without having... You know, if Will was in on this, I don't think that's the joke that would have been made. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, we yeah. could go on for hours yeah, about no. this. I definitely... Like, I, I, like, end of the day, I don't know. Like, I say I think it's fake... I'm not like 100% confident in that, but I've definitely gone a little, no, Tim Hat, full conspiracy theorist on this. Well, I'm here for it. Add us on social media um, with what you think about the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith debacle that took place at the Oscars on Sunday night, or what your favorite part of today's show was. My personal favorite was hearing that Natasha thinks that I've got the best style out of the three of us. Wait, so she gets a closer look. <laughs> dear, dear God, I think that's, that's the point where... Uh, we got to just call it. I think we got to call it there. But if you enjoyed the episode and if you're not following us on social media, we got a big week this week, Wednesday and Thursday. We got some big announcements coming. Uh, so be sure to follow us on social at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. And you can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri. Sean, where can everybody follow you? At Sean underscore to pause. Best dressed as always. Wow. Best dressed. And I love going with the Oscar theme, too. Yeah, yeah. The best dressed. Well, that does it for us today, but we will be back with another audio episode on Tuesday. But for now, peace.